What's going on, everybody? It is a lovely Monday today. And you know what that means? We got a Monday Night Football game, and that is what we are going to be breaking down on the pod here today. We got the Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Packers are two and a half point underdogs. Total is at 45 and a half. So some pretty big news actually just dropped. Packers running back Aaron Jones will miss this game likely with a hamstring injury that had been hampering him since week one. It's a little bit weird because he played in the last game. They had a ton of rest. He must have uh, recently had a setback because or else I really don't know what else happened. It must have been a recent setback. So that's pretty uh, pretty big news because if you have eyes, to be honest, A.J. Dillon, his backup, who is someone who we've kind of thought is going to be pretty good and someone who had big expectations coming out of this. It was like a second-round draft pick, but he has been very, very underwhelming, even dating back to last year, but especially this year. Dillon is averaging 2.7 yards per carry. <clears throat> He's a clear clear downgrade to Aaron Jones. So I think that the Packers very likely skew pass heavy. Raiders do not have a good defense in general, but especially not good against the pass, not great against the run either. But like I said, I don't know how much, how much effectiveness you're going to get out of AJ Dillon. So big news there. Uh, Dillon, I would not recommend betting on it over on him just because he just isn't very good and not great as a runner. Anyways, uh, getting to my play, I already gave this out, so I'm not going to spend too much time. I already gave it out on the podcast, but it's Christian Watson. It was I got over 38 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I said on the podcast that number is not going to last, <clears throat> and it did not at all. So seeing mostly 47 and a halfs out there now. Uh, if you want to still play Watson, I think a three and a half reception line is fine. I think that a longest reception is fine. And I definitely think that ladders are valid in here because you can get like a hundred receiving yards for plus nine fifty. Think over at DK. So I mean, he's a guy, he's a deep threat guy. Uh when he hits, he hits. Think that uh playing ladders for Christian Watson is still very, very um on the tables. It's a good look. Um, other leans, though, is Josh Jacobs under 102.5 rushing and receiving yards. So Jacobs, he's coming off a game last week where he had like eight catches for like 80 yards or something like that. Uh, you got to remember, though, that was the backup quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who was in. And maybe he was just, he's a dump down guy. He was dumbing down the ball up. Jacobs this year, I mean, he's had some decent receiving games, uh, 23-51 in like a super negative game script against the Bills at 18 receiving yards with Jimmy G. But the rushing has just not been there at all. Like he played the Chargers last week, couldn't even take advantage of that, going 17 for 58 on the ground. He is averaging 2.68 yards per carry. And when you just watch him, man, like he looks extremely sluggish. He has like no burst really. He's not been able to like pick up a lot of 10-plus yard rushes. So the Packers' run defense, it's not great at all. It's a, definitely more of a run-funnel type of defense, so that's you're not getting an amazing matchup, but like 103 yards just seems like a huge, huge ask, especially with Adams playing because 
if Adams wasn't playing, yes, uh, Jacobs would probably get just fed, fed, fed. Probably be a little bit more involved in the receiving game as well. But Adams and I don't know, man. Just 103 seems like a big ask for how Jacob just like looks as a player, especially yeah with uh, Jimmy G at quarterback instead of O'Connell who fed him a lot. So yeah, it's it's not a great matchup, but that number just seems like way too high. Like I think for me personally, I'd need like a like to play the over. I'd need like a high 70s line or something like that. So number just feels way too high. Another thing with primetime games is that primetime overs just get complete completely steamed up like all the time unless there's like a po- like a public under. But I feel like there's just like inherent value on like unders especially like near kickoff and stuff just everyone wants to come in get some over money or some over action going. So I don't know man that number just feels way way too high. So that's that's really my only other lean. Actually, I do have like a game lean. I I don't I don't get why Green Bay is two and a half point underdogs or plus one ten on the money line too. I mean, I I would like it a little bit more if Jones played because I think Jones is a running back who does make a difference with his big playability, his uh, receiving prowess, and just like the fact of how much of an upgrade he is over his uh, running back mate AJ Dillon. So I do like it a little bit more if Jones were playing, but. I just don't think that uh, Vegas is a great team. I mean, Packers are getting back like an offensive lineman who's really good. I think like Elchin Jenkins. They're getting back Jair Alexander, which <clears throat> is very important in a in going up against a team that has Devontae Adams. So, yeah, man, I, I think that the Packers are a better team. Packers have a fan base that will travel. Uh, it's in Vegas, obviously. So I don't even really think Vegas has much home field advantage. And I just think that the wrong team is favored here. So, you could either take the points of the Packers, pick them to win outright. I think that they're the better team. Another thing is I talked about how Dylan, with Dylan being the running back one for this one, I don't really see uh, Green Bay having much success on the ground. I think Jordan Love overs. It's a great matchup. The receiving core is fully healthy. They got tight end Luke Musgrave back as well. Watson, obviously, Romeo Dubs. Uh, Jaden Reed, all those guys are in. And then, yeah, well, just like if Green Bay does not find success on the ground, which I do not expect, I think Jordan Love is going to be slinging it a lot. And he's like a quarterback who has the, the highest ADOT in the NFL. 235.5 passing yards seems a bit low. And I know that um, he's cleared this line in three out of four games. I think Watson goes crazy tonight. So, like I said, I think that... Green Bay skews very pass-heavy. Jordan Love overs are definitely on the table here. All right, so that's about it for that. Uh, let's get into the recapping of the past week. So I really didn't have much volume, to be honest, this week. I uh, I didn't really have much, go- um, much leans, to be honest. I had a lot of leans, but for some reason, my head just didn't want to play them. I just wanted to play what I like, keep it low, only had eight plays, and two of them actually were live bets, so let's get into them. Uh, two losses, Wandale Robinson over 33.5 receiving yards. I should have went receptions there, man. He had like finished like five for five for 19 through the air or something. When I first got it, uh, he had like a three-and-a-half receptions line, and I think it was like juiced at minus 130, and I should have just played that, but the juice kept me off it, even though Wandale has had a crazy low dot. The Giants have no O-line. Uh, like, I regret it, but at the same time, like, Wandale, he's explosive. 
think he's kind of due to make a play or two. He's been having like a really low yards per reception. We know he's capable of it. But I should have just uh, trusted the data, trusted the ADOT data, the ADOT data, trust what you see with your eyes with how bad the O-line is. And, uh, yeah, so uh, right play, wrong line. You know, Wondell was definitely a good play, but wrong line there. Other lo- The other only loss of the day was Tony Pollard over 55 and a half rushing yards. And, man, I, I cannot catch a break with the Cowboys and just playing in blowouts, man. Like, I really feel like I can't. Like, every week it's like, oh, they're three-and-a-half-point dogs. Like, this game means so much more to them. They've been getting their ass busted by San Francisco their whole damn existence. They're going to keep this one close. You know, these teams on paper are really super close to each other. And, yeah, man, uh, Pollard did not play the fourth quarter once again. So, wasn't really close to begin with. Uh, I think that sometimes, like, like obviously I'll, one of my reasons for playing this was the Dallas or the 49ers had a really low success rate against the runs. But if you, like, look at the running backs, like, actual game logs against them, they really haven't done anything. So, I trusted, like, the advanced data. But the the Niners' run defense looks good. Like, they – and they especially do not look like a bottom four run defense. They look way closer to a top four run defense than to a bottom four. So, I get that you want to trust the analytics, you want to trust the advanced data, but that's just, like, a case of the eye test not lining up with the advanced data. However, with Tony Pollard, I am definitely I talked about this with my buddy Monotone Football on his um on his show last night. Uh he said that he's gonna look to play him next week. And I completely agree with it because they're playing the Chargers who first of all do not have a good run defense, but they also just play in uh close games twenty four seven. Like at damn near every one of their games is divi- is decided by one score. So apply that to the Cowboys, make them be in a one-score game. Tony Pollard has let us down two weeks in a row, but I know if, but keeping like a, keeping a straight head, you know, like keeping your head on straight. If I didn't bet on Pollard the last two weeks, I'd see that his down performances coming into this spot and by, so that's what we're going to do again next week. We're going to keep a, keep a straight head, not be emotional, not be like, oh, screw Tony Pollard, bro. Like he just kicks our bets. Like we can't bet him like now. I think next week is going to be the spot. Probably bet on him for a third straight time. Going to get a decent line. But, yeah, man, uh, Cowboys just did not show up for us this week. No volume. Not great efficiency. Let's get into the winners. Uh, first one is Brees Hall, longest rush over 15 and a half. Uh, like, literally everyone is on Brees Hall this week. For good reasoning, uh, the pregame reports of Hall not being on a pitch count anymore. I think the dude got, like, 20-something touches. Against the Denver defense, I mean, I went the longest rush route because of just the way that they've been getting gashed over and over again. I think that thought that Brees is like a pretty, he's like kind of a lower success rate on his rush guy, but he'll definitely break the long runs. So that's why I went with the longest rush, came through, rushing yards would have came through super easily too. I think Brees like hit this line like three times that game. So good call on that. Denver's defense sucks. Brees is awesome. Brees is going to be unleashed going forward. Second one, Cooper Cup over 58.5 receiving yards. This one going into it was like a little bit sus to me, but I was like, because all the reports came out and said Cooper Cup doesn't expect to have any limitations, expects to be a full go. Sometimes it's tough buying that, but if you think about like how the Rams play, like how the Rams play is like they, they keep the same guys on the field like for all the fucking snaps. Like we saw that with Kyron Williams. 
like Higby's like an every down guy. Like Puka and Tutu are every down guys. Even Van Jefferson before Cup came back was an every down guy. And then Cooper Cup just came back. McVay was a line. He was an every down guy. Even if he was like a 50% guy, like he could have easily hit this because he's Cooper Cup and he's like incredible. It was a really good matchup against the Eagles who stopped the run, but are really not great against the pass. So, uh, yeah, I just saw that Cooper Cup line. I'm like, 58 and a half, bro? Like, come on. It's Cooper Cup. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then also, um, so I've been live betting a little bit recently. And if you guys, you guys will not be able to get my live betting plays unless you have my notifications on. And we've actually been 3 and 0 this week in live bets. So I recommend turning them on. Live betting is kind of comes easy to me because you get to watch it. You get to watch the game, see what's going on. It's just easier to handicap, in my opinion, rather than uh, your pregame analysis. So Cooper Cup, I, I, I live bet him in the middle of the game over 99 and a half receiving yards because that line was kind of based off of his like prior line, but his prior line was factoring in that he was going to be like limited of some capacity, and he wasn't at all. So that was just an easy hit for me. Uh, Cup, I think I live bet him at like 60. And uh, live bet him before the two-minute warning when they when we knew that they were going to get like a two-minute drill. So that's like a perfect time to bet receiver overs is when they're about to get a two-minute drill because they can easily get like a 30-yard catch, which, which is what Cup did. And yeah, that came through pretty easily. Uh, next one, Alvin Kamara under 28 and a half receiving yards. We got on the good side of a blowout this time. Uh, Saints were up like 34 to nothing, so they were not like even passing it much at all the second half. I think Kamara only had like five receiving yards at half anyways, so it kind of seemed like a good read. My analysis was that uh, Belichick didn't really trust Carr as a player, uh, just wanted to make him beat him downfield. Uh, he had double-teamed Kamara. <laughs> he had double-teamed Carr's check down in the past. Um, and also, I just thought it was a good sell-high spot after, like, a ridiculous usage uh, in the prior week. So, um, I didn't really watch that game. I didn't see what's going on. Just know that we got the win. So, that is nice. Uh, next one, Kyron Williams, under 61 and a half rushing yards. This was a really good read, in my opinion. Not to my own horn, but this thing did close at, like, 51 and a half or something. I believe Kyron finished, uh, like, 12 for 48 or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Philly is just a like, really, really tough run defense to be efficient on. And then with Cup coming back, I fully expect this team to skew pass-heavy regardless, but especially given the matchup too. So yeah, volume wasn't there. Efficiency was not enough either. So that was just a super easy play. I think that that line should have been around 50. Last one was a half unit only, but uh, this is another live bet. It was Tyler Conklin over 14 and a half receiving yards. So the Jets were kind of being super stagnant in, like, the first half. Uh, like, I think in that Chiefs game, if we all saw it, uh, they were really letting Zach, they let him play more loose, let him try to push the ball downfield to his weapons and not his running backs. And they had a ton of success. And then they kind of, like, got away from that in the Denver game. I'm like, they were really struggling against a terrible Broncos defense in my head. I was just watching it. I'm like, like what are they doing? They got to switch this game plan around, right? So Conklin, he didn't have any receptions, any yards at the time. And then just like the cup play, I bet it because they were about to go into a two-minute drill. Zach has always loved Tyler Conklin. Garrett Wilson was kind of uh, kind of struggling, getting getting him seeing a lot of Pat Sertan. So I wanted to attack it in some other way. Chose Conklin. 
And Kyle couldn't, like, shatter this line. Like, I think he had, like, 60 yards in the second half. He did awesome. Came through really easily there. So, 2-0 and on the live bets. 4-2 and in the pregame bets. A solid week for 3.12 units. Very happy to see that. We needed it. We were still down 7 units on the year, which is, like, terrible. But, hey, man, Christian Watson, he comes through here. Then we're only down 5.5. And, and then get, get, get a Thursday night winner. Get some Sunday winners, and we're back even. And then it's only up from there. So that's how the week went. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely have more volume going forward. But I also I felt nice not having like a million plays to just stress about. And because the, these are these write ups that I do, these analysis is uh, they take a lot of research. They take a lot of time. It was nice just uh, sticking with what you loved, not not spending too much time. Uh, writing up stuff researching and stuff so it was it was a nice weekend for me just like mentally to be honest but yeah i got some wins always will take that anyways thank you guys for tuning in that's it for today uh monday night football play is christian watson over on his receiving yards at 38 and a half which is long gone but also have strong leans to a josh jacobs under 102.5 rushing and receiving yards and then with uh, Aaron Jones' news of him likely now playing, I think that Jordan Love is going to have to pass the ball a ton because Dylan is just not that good. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys on Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, whenever, for the Thursday night game. And yeah, have a good one.